Welcome to Adventures in Consciousness with your host, Dr. Carl Simononic. Hello, this is Episode 6, How Cell Structure Affects Function. All the living parts of our bodies are composed of cells, and different kinds of them can do some very different things. The neurons making up our brains and nervous systems send signals from one to another, for example. Muscle cells contract, cells in our GI tract secrete acid and enzymes into our guts, cells in our kidneys form urine, and so forth. They perform their functions using specialized structures which determine how they work. Cells are not just bags of stuff all floating around. They contain precise structures maintained by specialized proteins, like microtubules, which you may have heard of before, and they contain internal membranes separating some components from others. Cells must maintain their structures to properly perform their functions. Microtubules are important in cells for many reasons such as in cell division when they physically change their shape to send out appendages that grab onto the chromosomes of cells, pull their paired structures apart, and allow for duplication of the chromosomal DNA. Microtubules also shape a cell's internal supporting structures called the cytoskeleton, which the internal parts of the cells like their nuclei and the mitochondria connect to. Other specialized connective proteins like actin and fibronectin are also important, but microtubules are the main ones. The internal fiber structures formed by cell microtubules also connect to specialized attachment proteins on the surfaces of those cells to either anchor them to other adjacent cells or to the non-living external structure formed primarily of collagen fibers called the extracellular matrix, which we'll cover in the next episode 7, the extracellular matrix and fiber optic properties of collagen. In neurons, the microtubular cytoskeleton also enables physical connections to adjacent cells and to the collagenic extracellular matrix, as well as also anchoring the locations of synapses where incoming neural signals arrive and the locations of various other membrane proteins. In this way, microtubules help to shape the electrical properties of neural membranes. So the structure of a neuron's microtubular cytoskeleton helps determine how its neural membranes interact with other neurons. Microtubules are made up of long chains of subunit proteins called tubulin. And your body's cells have the ability to string tubulin molecules into very long microtubule fibers and fiber bundles. The long axons of neural cells, which may extend several feet long, from your spinal cord down to your toes, for example, contain microtubules running down their length with molecular motors moving important biomolecules down to their synaptic ends and back again. The ubiquitous presence of microtubules in all cells, including neurons, has led some researchers to propose that they are important to consciousness somehow, the most well-known idea probably being one called Orchestrated Objective Reduction, or ORC-OR for short, proposed by Roger Penrose and Stuart Hameroff. 
They suggest that the tubulant subunits of microtubules are able to exist in a superposition of quantum states and that therefore they might be able to perform quantum calculations and somehow those quantum calculations give rise to consciousness. It's a nice idea, but they don't say how that could actually happen. And I once asked Stuart myself if he thought the connection between quantum calculations and consciousness was a spiritual one, and he said he did, although he didn't provide any specifics. Now, science doesn't usually mix well with spirituality, but Nexus theory mechanistically bridges that gap, as you will discover in Episode 9, Zero Point Energy, The Source of Consciousness, and Entanglement. We'll get to that soon enough in just three more short episodes, but in the context of this episode describing how cell structure affects function, microtubular structures are also highly important in nexus theory. If you recall from episode three, Major Structures of the Human Nervous System, I explained that the cerebral ventricles of your brain are lined with beating hair-like cilia. And guess what cilia are primarily made of? You guessed it, microtubules. The coordinated action of all those ventricular cilia beating to the tune of arriving neural events allows them to aim biophotons into the ventricular spaces so that the biophotons can interact with one another through constructive and destructive wave interference and create a holographic nexus in your brain to serve as a connection point through which the source of consciousness is able to access and guide the flow of information in your brain. Are you excited yet to learn how your consciousness becomes physically enabled in your brain and know the answer to the greatest mystery of our time? Well, we're almost there, so stick with me for the next few episodes. Thank you very much for tuning in to Adventures in Consciousness. This is your host, Carl Simononic, signing out. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't already, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Adventures in Consciousness. Consciousness.